Where the fuck did you come from? I'm behind the thing. What the fuck are you doing, Ray? What the fuck are you doing? Nothing. Oh, my God. You were going to kill me. No, I was You were going to kill yourself. What? I'm an out. No, you're not. What? I'm not an out and you are? How's that fair? Yeah, it would be cool, it could be too. Stop running around in circles off of would be fuel. Living them lies, eventually believing it's true. A lot of people here for us, one could be you. It's outrageous and they just say nothing can save us. An ocean of brown fists and various flavors. A favor for a favor, man, this is a major. Tell me what you would do with no phones or pages, no kinkos, no feathers. I'm podcast producing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> So, hi and welcome to the Odd Name Movie Podcast. This is Andrew. Uh, this is Damien. Can we come back to the music, please? <laughs> <laughs> and this is Douglas seconding the motion. So, so this last week, Damien, someone, I think it was Matt Price, shared mm-hmm. a video on Twitter, which I have I have saved you? and I adore. What the fuck are you doing? Um, <laughs> fuck why are you doing that? <laughs> Because they want to go back to the music. I agree with I agree with Zencaster. Yeah. Is there a setting? I think this is on like an infinite loop. I think I need to check the settings. Um, but anyways, there's there's a video he had shared which I find amazing, which is the bat dance like video where they did like a claymation dance video with all of the Batman characters. Oh, I haven't seen. Um, that which is really for children but like mm-hmm. as i saw you guys like rocky notes i'm like we could do one of those videos <laughs> just, <laughs> just the top dad's podcast video um and i'm sure it would be hilarious if yeah, at no, least i mean yes <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah the other odd thing i was thinking about as i was putting together like the the clips for this show is I was thinking, you know what I should do? I should make, I should delegate the music to Damien because what I what I love and I miss of Damien being on Letterboxd is Damien picking rap lyrics mm-hmm. to go to movies he's reviewing. Yep. Um, and I thought to myself, what song would Damien, what lyric would Damien pick for the movie we're talking about today? Hey, um, I'd have to look, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because you're just not using it. So I'm like, I don't get to see what random Listen, lyric Damien would use. It it feels... I keep watching all, like, the same seven movies. <laughs> like, I, like, I can't be like you guys. I'd be like, this is the 14th time I've watched Casino Royale. And that's not helping anybody. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, Damien watched Casino Royale twice this week. That happened. That's a thing that happened. I watched Casino Royale two times <laughs> this week. Now, um, maybe stop watching Casino Royale. I mean, sure. <laughs> Go turn on the Criterion Collection and watch something new. It's gonna be a no for me. So, <laughs> so moving right along, mm-hmm. um, this week we are here. To discuss the 2014 film, the the filmmaker who brought us No Man, the Man from Nowhere, <laughs> No Man, No Man, the Man no from man. Nowhere. Yeah, it's man. the no same man. movie in my head. Um, his film No Tears <laughs> yeah. for the Dead. Mm-hmm. 
anymore? So yeah, no tears for the dead. As we heard from the trailer, the plot of this movie is gunshot, gunshot, gunshot. Yep. Um, runaway hide, gunshot, gunshot, gunshot. Um, <laughs> Douglas, um, tell me more about the pseudo plot of this movie. Um, pseudo plot? Mm-hmm. I don't understand what you're talking about, Andrew. This movie is just grade A cinema. <laughs> um, so, okay, the, the premise behind this movie, it's, it's really just a silly action movie. Uh, but it is that we we are our protagonist is uh, a killer uh, a, a contract killer mm-hmm. who is hired to do a job does that job and just like Colin Farrell in in Bruges happens to accidentally kill a mm. young child yeah. in the process um, and the the conceit of this movie is that no, um, he is forced essentially um, to go on a job where he ends up having to kill the mother of that child that he killed, and the pressure of it is too much, and he now um, protects that person, um, and that's the that's how you know you get the the mechanics in in terms of for this movie why. Um, he has to fight people, right? He has to fight people because he's protecting the mother of, of um, his victim out of some version of guilt or, or um, you know, trying to make up for what he's done. Whatever you want to call it, right? Um, I think that for this movie, um, the most important bit, and you've mentioned it before, is that this was brought to you by the fellow who invented the wallet that catches knives, right mm-hmm. so um i expected i did not expect cinema from this movie but i expected brilliance uh and this movie while not brilliant exactly is kind of brilliant um this movie is definitely just a straight up action movie that you must know what you're getting into you must turn off your brain before you start watching otherwise you'll start to actually you know think about things like plot and story and character development and um you know uh holes in said plot that doesn't matter okay you don't watch uh you don't watch a, a, a tom cruise movie you don't watch you uh, shouldn't. Not you don't. Shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't watch a John Woo movie mm-hmm. because you want to know how the character develops, right? You mm-hmm. watch it for the pew pew bang bang. And that's exactly what you're watching this movie pew. for. <laughs> um, and uh, it is, I think it does fairly well. It's, it's, I, I wouldn't put it at the top of its, of its class, but it's a movie that I definitely enjoyed watching. Um, and the thing about this movie is that it so i was hopeful that it would be on a similar level to the man from nowhere unfortunately it's not um which tends to happen with um these directors that we try and hold on to um from korea except for you know the two monoliths park mm-hmm. chanwook and, and <laughs> you know. um but like you know we've 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 tried to to 
get deeper into um, the fella that did um, uh, I Saw the Devil. We tried to get deeper into, like, all of these, these, these folks, and it just never works out. Or, you know, it's just varying levels of disappointment. Um, but this movie, while disappointing relative to The Man From Nowhere, I still enjoyed it. Um, you know, this movie does certain things, like, it still keeps in certain tropes. For example, this movie spends a lot of time in um, a building where confinement and essentially mazes and multiple levels are a thing that they, that they use, right? Um, and it's used adequately, but, you know, you've seen where, for example, you watch this movie. So take two examples, right? You will watch a movie like, and I'm just going to call it this from now on, um, some people will call it skyscraper. I call mm -hmm. it the rocks skyscraper. Right. Um, but you watch a movie like the rock skyscraper, and that is the bottom of the barrel version of a movie that uses this particular trope. You watch a movie like John Wick. Was it three or two? Um, anyway, the John Wick, right? Um, where it used this trope, and um, while it was similar to a lot of stuff. They just did it in a John Wickian way that made you really love it, right? And so let's let's call that the high bar, right? It is neither the rocks uh, skyscraper mm. nor is it the John Wick level. It's somewhere in the middle there, um, because you still hold on, hold on. I I got lost somewhere. Mm. Which trope are we talking about that links John Wick to the skyscraper movie I've never seen? You have seen the skyscraper movie because I think Damien made us watch it. Nope. Yeah, I think he he saw himself out of that one. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, cool. Um, no, because this movie has um, there's a lot of different things that this movie does, but I'm talking specifically about the um, the building scenes. So mm -hmm. there is a lot of this movie spent. Oh, so fighting in buildings. Okay, yes, cool. Right. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Um, right. And to be honest, it kind of—I'm more upset me. you didn't mention the raid. Yeah, oh, that okay, is fair enough. Our the raid does Judge so Dredd. Well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what I'm about to mention is Die Hard. Because mm -hmm. the thing is, I don't think this movie does it in the same way that The Raid or Dread or um, right. John Wick does it. The building right? isn't a character in the it's movie. It's not. Yeah. I, I feel like this movie is more like this guy watched Die Hard and was like, yeah, I can do Die Hard. I, no, I think they wanted to save on budget. They're just like, here's the location <laughs> we shoot in this. <laughs> They're just like, just use this one building. We yeah. can't, we can't yeah. anywhere. We're renting this building for two weeks. <laughs> Everything needs, as much as of the action needs to happen inside of this building. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it really does feel more like a, a diehard level of building usage. Um, but still not as fun as diehard. Um, but but this movie is, is pretty good. And in particular, I have to tell you, and I wrote this on Letterboxd, and I stand by it. Um, how I would describe this movie, if somebody asked me if it was good, right? If somebody said, should I watch it? The answer is yes, you should watch it. But um, when they then watched it and came back to me and said, but Douglas, that movie wasn't good. My response to them would be, I know, but he punched his hand he punched somebody else's hand with his face and that mm -hmm. alone yeah. elevates this movie above <laughs> a lot like 95 percent of action movies there is a scene a fight scene in this movie where somebody tries to punch him 
mm-hmm. and he headbutts the punch yep. away. in a way like away. that, and he won, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and for for like somebody to think, like to to go into their mind and think that up, that is on a level of 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 knife catching wallets, and I'm I'm comfortable with that. Um, this movie is just it really is um, a lot of fun, and in particular, some of the casting. Um, is is a lot of fun in this movie. I don't know what his name is. I don't want to know what his name is. But you'll all know who I'm talking about when I say henchman number one is yes. the best part of this movie. He Which one is henchman number one? Andrew, you did not watch this movie if you asked that question in seriousness. Um, uh, actually, is he the one who speaks Spanish? <laughs> henchman number one is the greatest part of this, this movie. Um, even the hedge fund manager who manages hedge, hedge mm-hmm. fund number one is great in this movie. But hedge fund number one, just the way that he he clearly knows what this movie is. He's like, oh, so let me re- I, I read through the script. And the script is generally punch, punch, bang, bang, pew, pew. So you don't want me to act. You don't want me to be a real person. You want me to like mm-hmm. be this um, caricature of something. He want to, you want me to be Nick Cage. And the director was like, yes. And I was so happy with that. Um, he does not get enough screen time, this henchman number one. Um, and when I watch movies like this, because of the type of movie it is, you, you, your brain starts to, you know, free itself up to think about stupidness. So one thing I just wanted to mention is that I love how this movie and about 99.9% of all stupid movies believe that banking works. I love that they think that a bank transfer mm-hmm. is the same thing as, as a, a file download. upload. Yeah, it's a download. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the money actually mm-hmm. takes time to go from one place to the next. Right. You click a button and it's like uploading the money. They have to send each cent like, as a byte of data. Yeah. Right? And it takes time and it's like, ooh, 99% almost there. <laughs> Every swordfish vibes coming off yeah. of this movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, but at the end of the day, um, what I really wanted to do, and this actually fueled my next pick, which we'll talk about in a few weeks, um, especially because of the second movie that we're going to talk about, and it's my fault. I made us watch a marathon of difficult movies. I said, you know what? I, we need to take a break. Let us find the just stupidest, actioniest movie that we can find that we can all hopefully, at least maybe, I think me and Damien, but hopefully all of us can enjoy. Not think too hard about um, yeah. and really just have a fun time. And, in, and, and I did go a little bit off to, to try and make sure it was, you know, there was some career involved. There was some, it wasn't like a, a Tom Cruise movie, but I, I really, I, I enjoyed my time with this. oh sure uh so after watching the man what did douglas call it nowhere man after watching nowhere man (laughs) no man no man no man nowhere man um (laughs) several times i then proceeded to buy that movie and uh in a fit of lunacy 
at some point I also purchased the soundtrack for that movie for one song. Um, uh, it is track 12 and uh, it is the song that plays over the final fight scene. And having gotten to that point, I went, all right, Damien, you've seen this movie. You love this movie. He's made two other movies. You should probably watch those two. And so I did. So I've seen all his movies and never brought them up because, because this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not what you want. It's okay. It's a fun action movie. Um, but there's nothing, there's nothing over the top enough or the fight scenes aren't choreographed well enough for this movie to be special in any way. It is, it is not mediocre. It's, it's an average action movie. They set up the stakes really early. He, when the movie started, I thought that there might have been something special about it because they kill a child real early. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And by the way, that death scene is like, yeah. wow. It's, yeah. it's so done well. <laughs> when I saw that, I was just like, oh, he is going for it in this one. But that is the only part of the movie where they went for anything. <laughs> that and, of course, head punch. Um, that's, that's pretty fun. But the rest of the movie is it's standard fare. There's scenes where people shoot at other people. And then there's scenes where, for some reason, people put down guns. And punch, there's a big punch up, you know, punch at each other. And, but his motivation for doing this makes no sense. So that doesn't help the movie. And you don't always need the motivating factor to be, it's, it's, a, it's a revenging movie. So you, do, you don't need it to be the best motivation. See John Wick. A man killed John Wick dog and he proceeded to murder an entire planet filled with people. <laughs> you, it doesn't have to mix, but you need to feel some connection to why the person is out doing the revenging. And that doesn't take place in this movie. He just decides halfway through, it's just like, I need to protect this woman because I shot her child. For, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but you get. You get enough well choreographed action scenes to make this movie worth your time. There's a, there's a point where he's fighting some guys in a close room and they have, I, I guess this is a scene that you have to have in every Korean movie going forward where there's a narrow hallway, 18 people, and some people have knives. They do their version of that. Um, and that's fun. And then that proceeds into a longer action scenes. And the action scenes are good. Uh, but overall, it is a fun, bad movie. It is not a good, bad movie. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> Douglas, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you understand what I mean. Uh, but it's, it's fine. That's, a, like, it, that's the best thing. This is not an FTM if we still did ratings, whatever the middle rating is, that is what this movie is. 
Andrew Robinson, yeah. you. I think that's around the time. I think that's around the time we start bringing up our checkbox list. Yeah. List, and yeah. we say like it checks all the boxes. Yeah, both you know, teams it's well hard, shot. My man. It's well <laughs> lit. Yeah. Um. Someone, someone made sure the actors were fed. Right. <laughs> and craft the services did a bang up job. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that. I feel like that's where we're going. Like, mm-hmm. I I was afraid to come to this podcast to be like, oh, I'm going to talk to the action idiots, mm-hmm. and they're going to tell me how this movie is the greatest Korean movie <laughs> because it's also <laughs> Korean. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, guys, all it's all right. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he's like, it's it's sort of cinema, but it's all right. <laughs> it's sort of cinema. <laughs> I think that's the meanest um, thing I've ever heard I just say about the movie. <laughs> like the 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 thing about this movie is that it, it just falls into the problem of all um generic action movies where they it almost feels it almost feels like you needed someone to be smarter about writing this movie so that they played the they played into the ridiculous dumbness of how like a nineties action movie is made with the, with even the, the female character who is the mother um, and how that entangles with our hero where you want this movie to be more winking and nudging to it. So you can find it's almost funny that this plot is so just cookie cutter, dumb, stupid, don't care. Right. Um, but the movie, but you guys are right. Like a good amount of these action scenes are pretty great. I think, I think, and I, I mentioned him, but nobody really took me on. I really love um, the scene, the scenes with the guy who speaks Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's just gunshotting and doing his reactions. And I'm just like, yeah, this feels like a nice intense moment for that guy. Um, you guys talk about henchman number one, who I refer to as Korean Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he definitely plays well in this movie. Like the worst part I can say about this movie is sometimes action scenes almost feel like it's a different movie where there'll be, there's even a scene like how this movie is split up is it starts out with that, with the hit, with the hit where he kills the girl, um, which is a which is like a wonderful opening scene for this movie, where you're like it like picks you up and you're like, oh, I'm ready for this, right? And then I don't even know how long it is, but in my head, like then you have an hour of him feeling sad, right. and, and and people talking about gangster things, but nothing really yeah. happening, right? And the plot doing its nonsense. And then you get to like the back half where like now the action has come back, and there's a moment where I, f- if I remember, and when I say remember, I mean I watched this movie this morning and I'm already starting to forget things. Um, <laughs> the when when um, there's a scene where one of the guys are murdered, one of the one of the potential people who they're like tracking to figure out what's happened um, is murdered, and he's murdered with this like. Um, intentional car crash, let's call I it. I really yes. like that scene. Right, and the scene feels good, yeah. and it looks good. But when it happens, you're like, "What movie did I just drop into?" <laughs> like, yeah. it, feels, it feels like a completely different movie than the yeah. movie you've been watching for like the last yeah. hour. Because that right. feels like it's going to be like a proper good movie, right? right. 
and then it goes back to being, oh, this is just a regular action movie. But that scene, the way it's set up, the way it, it looks, it's, it's so good and just pretty. <laughs> yeah it feels like it it feels like cinema right it yeah, feels it, it feels like it feels like a movie it feels like this that feels like it came from a movie that you want to be fury road levels of good yeah, where like they've figured out the yeah. intertwining of action and story and character and that they all just kind of work together in a way where you can get everything from the movie mm-hmm. right but then the rest of this movie is just like whatever um so yeah, few good action scenes, dumb story, and the movie doesn't know how to have fun with it, and it's just kind of like, all right, that was it. Like, it feels this movie feels makes me feel the way that I have been dreading watching the sequel to the Train of to Busan, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I feel like that movie is going to be bad, and I've not watched it yet. Um, Peninsula is the name of the movie. Um, and I'm you like, like oh. Train to Busan. I know, like, everybody. I liked- I liked Train to Busan. I should watch um. it. <laughs> I keep saying I will and then I, I won't. Just mm. like... Just like another Korean movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Untitled Korean movie. Um. Douglas is trash. Um, but yeah, this movie is... It's fine. It's... Yeah. That's what... That's exactly what this movie is. It's fine. <laughs> Man. It's Tom it's Bruce. Chelsea FC. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, 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 hey! hey, hey. <laughs> Listen, let's let's be nice. <laughs> We've all had our tough time. <laughs> now, now that the season is almost over and all hope has faded from your eyes, there's no need for you to be snarky and and still. No, let's be nice. So, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else we want to talk about this movie because, no. I mean, no. there's some nice scenes. Did a guy's hand with his face, though? Yeah. I think it's uh, important for us to remember. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, no, 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 not that scene. Like, the, the <laughs> thing about it, Douglas, is that I saw your letterbox review before yeah. I watched this movie, and I'm yeah. like, I need to see what stupidness Douglas is talking about here. <laughs> and, and then I watched the movie this morning, like, and I was like, yeah. Uh, Douglas loves to latch on to the dumbest oh, yeah. things. It was and it was the smallest moment too. I know, I know. But like, you know what it was? It's because it was in the middle of such a long, uh, like normal action scene that mm-hmm. when it happened, I nearly dropped off on the couch. I was like, "What did they just do?" And yeah, of course, I latch on to this. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the that is that is a Timo Werner goal what? in a game. What's coffee spelled backwards again? Because Andrew doesn't have any other. Woo! On fire. So moving along. Because <laughs> we're kind of just like, why are we still talking? Um, we're here also to finally close off our Zhang Zhang Kejia mm-hmm. marathon close with enough. his 2015 entry, yeah. Mountains May Depart. Mm-hmm. 
also I'm pretty sure uh, Mountains Made the Part is a Arcade Fire album. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So this 2015 film um, mm-hmm. is the life story of Tao, um, who takes who um, the film. Is that what this is? Well, okay. it's not really. It's 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 about it's a generational story um, mm-hmm. that goes from the year of 1999 all the way to the, the year future. 2025, right? Um, it's it's strange. It's wild for me where mm-hmm. I watch these movies and uh, they're not. I mean, there are future movies, right? Yes. So like, but. It, at this stage, when I see a movie that feels like this, I never expect it to go to the future. I expect right. it to start in the 80s and then end today. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, so the movie follows um, Shen Tao. Um, and there's also a few side characters, including her lover and her friend and the man she marries. And then eventually the movie continues to follow her son um, in Australia. And we get to see her life, her son's life, her her husband, her her friend's life, and see what happens over the years to all of them as it moves from as I started nineteen. It goes into three three periods: nineteen ninety nine, twenty fourteen, which was the year this movie was made. I'm guessing since it came out in twenty fifteen, um, and twenty twenty five. Ah, yes. Um, the year soon to come. I'm I'm sad they didn't predict the the COVID for us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the... they did have the um, the transparent phones, which almost every movie that talks about the future has. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how you know it's the future because yeah. you can see through the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Douglas, would you like for the last time to talk about a Jean Kajia film. Sure. Uh, so this movie. Here's what I'll say about this movie. This movie is easier to watch than a lot of the other. That is correct. In this uh, marathon, <laughs> um, this movie feels a lot more like it has a narrative, a cohesive narrative, than the other movies, or than some of the other movies, because that's not a hundred percent true. There are a couple that we liked or or could watch the varying levels. Um, This, though, I have to say, this is one of those movies where when you watch it to the end, you get to the final scene and you think to yourself, okay, so what was the point? Um, And that is the real upsetting part with this movie. So as you said, Andrew, this movie follows a few people and... um, I guess you could consider um, Sheng Tao as uh, a key, like the connection between everybody, and she definitely is a key character and a key part of quite of most of this movie. Not all, but most of it, right? Um, but there are things about this movie that are clearly annoying, um, like how they portray the fight between Liang Ji and Zheng. I can't remember the, the, the given name of the, the rich um, suitor, but the two guys who are fighting over the love interest of um, Zheng Tao, or actually she turns into Zheng Tao because she marries Zheng, whatever his name is. Um, and the... So that is kind of annoying in terms of the way that they they present that and how kind of almost 
childish and um, uh, contracted that process is, right? Um, and the way that this movie continues, you, like, if I had to guess, if I had to try and say what this movie was meant to be, um, it feels like maybe the point of the movie was about like sadness and disconnection and, and, and like how time um, can make people move away from each other, both physically and emotionally. Um, and I guess you can almost tie that back to the name, you know, mountains departing. Like you, I know it's depart, but let's take out the DE and, this is an English mm -hmm. translation of uh, a foreign film's title, so I'm sure I am talking rubbish. But even if you, you think about, right, mountains mm -hmm. parting, like that, that kind of um, is, is how I'm thinking of it. Like, like these, these big um, edifices, they're not edifices, but these, these big natural occurrences parting and, and never you know, coming back together. And um, that's what you see in a lot of this movie, right? Because um, Zheng Tao tells Zhang Langji, yo, I'm going with this rich man. Then she divorces the rich man and, you know, um, isolates herself or they become um, estranged, let's say. Um, she's estranged from Langji. Um, uh, clearly, even though it's not, like, actually specifically said in this film but from what i saw clearly um the rich guy who we know married a second had a second marriage um separates from that marriage um the son that gento and the rich guy had separates himself from his father he also best name dollar dollar i know right and the funny thing is i didn't catch that until the australia scenes because it's not, or at least when, um, so Amazon Prime is what I watch this on. When Amazon Prime did the subtitles, they didn't spell dollar when he was born. So when yeah, was it was born, like dollar or, yeah, um, or something. But you know, you know, that's all about like spelling to sound phonetically. Yeah, like, no, and, and I appreciate that, right? But my mind just wasn't fast enough to catch that that's what he was doing. Because even at the time, it's clear they were trying to like let me know that something was up because the wife is like, yo. You're not really calling him that, are you? And he's like, and then yeah, he's right. like, I'll make you all the money, exactly. Right? So he I'll said, name I'll you all the dollars for you. Um, and I just didn't catch on until in Australia, um, they started to actually write his name as Dollar, and he, you know, they said it like that. Um, and the the son like gets into this relationship with this older woman, and emotionally has a weird separation potentially at the end of the movie as well from that. And even like, so in, I guess, what would be a more, I don't know if I want to call it Western or traditional or whatever, a movie that I would probably see on my television, a, a, a version of this movie would involve in that end, Dala actually going back to his, his mother and having some form of, whether it is, he goes and realizes, oh, I'm just too emotionally apart from you for this to work. 
or he goes back and asks for forgiveness or says, I want to be a part of her life now or whatever that is, right? But that didn't happen in this movie. And I wonder if that's the point, if, if what they're just trying to say is that, you know, at the end of the day, we are all our own, we are our islands in the sun and all of that shit. But um, this movie is not a particularly happy one. Um, and it doesn't... Um, it, 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 it kind of paints a world with characters that um, don't find a lot of happiness, right? And um, that's never really... I mean, there are good versions of that movie, but that's never really an easy movie to watch. And this one, because not only is this... Um, does this have that, that like, um, is it painted or colored with, with that emotion? Also, it's coming from and it's viewed through the lens of this fellow that we have seen what his lens looks like. And that's a lens that I'm sorry, I do not want to look through very often, if at all, again. And if you put those two things together, it's, it's just not something that is uh, my cup of tea. Um, I will say as again, this was probably the easiest of one of the easiest, no the easiest of the five to watch. Definitely not the best of the five. Um, but I was able to see. Who's your winner? My winner right now um, is the more I think about it, probably the one that I disagreed with you on, Jawu. So it would be Jawu, followed by, I can't remember which one, what the name of it was, but the one with the three stories of people searching for people and the wife that, that searched for the man just to tell him mm-hmm. to go. Like that one is number two, yeah, right. then everything else is garbage. This might be number three because I didn't cry when I, when I finished watching it. You know? But yeah, this movie, I don't even know what else to say about it. Do not like it. Damien, what are your thoughts? So, okay. Andrew, it sounded like you wanted to go. Um, Holy shit, he got me back on board. (laughs) Um, Almost to the point where I said to myself, wait, maybe modern Jean Keji is what I like. Right, because remember we started this with me being like, I think I like that one from that came out like a couple of years before this. Um, and I've not watched it since then, so maybe I'm wrong. I know you showed me like four movies I didn't like. Um, but I like this movie. And I hear you, Douglas, in the concept of it not being... Like you don't have like a a conflict and a resolution for you to understand exactly what he wanted to tell you as a story as to what this movie is. But me watching this movie, what it was for me was it was more a, a story in which I completely empathize with. And I got into all of the characters, especially Shento um, being the, the, the fulcrum of this story. Um, even if she's not in every scene or, um, even when you get to the the last story, uh, which focuses more on Dollar and his father, um, <laughs> and his father, the the rich man who has his all other things going on, 
um, where he does this thing with guns where I look at it and I'm like, what the hell do you have all these guns for? Um, <laughs> and, it's for um, freedom, Andrew. Freedom. Right. For that, one, for that one metaphor, which I'm like, I hear you, but... Like why? <laughs> like and and the thing is I, I was I think it's really just Shentao. Like um the actress who plays her like plays that hard and I loved every minute of seeing her and her scenes and her character, even to the point where when it came to the second stage of it, where it came to the year twenty fourteen and you saw she had aged um i remember like the i think the first thing you see when you see her in that stage is you see her in i don't know if it's her home or if it's just some random random hall with her dog that we had seen in 1999 her get and her talk about how long the dog would live and my brain immediately went like oh no i know where i am because the dog has asia and she has asia i'm like like and i love the way those things are all tied together I loved I loved seeing how the character grew. Like even even talking about the second stage in 2014 when her friend showed up back in town um now with now very sick. Like I was fascinated to see how that relationship continued. And even though there wasn't a lot in that, it still it still gave you it gave you a payoff as to what was going on with that relationship. You understood from just how they interacted from the wives, from the women, from him and from um, Shento talking to her friend and coming to his aid. Like, even though we never see the final scene that we already know happens to his story, we don't need it because the movie is constructed well enough that you know how that story ends, Right. And it gave you everything you needed, especially as it related to Shento, right? As to how she processed what happens in that moment. Um, I love all of the things with her son. And I think it's primarily in that second stream when she's taking the train ride um, with her son and having that relationship. And it's not necessarily about the relationship growing or anything, but watching her deal with the status of the relationship, and coming to terms with it um sure maybe you could have gotten a thing at the end where he as you say he comes back to her and they have a huge cry out scene or whatever um but i feel as a movie that's about shento in my mind right um and not about dollar the i don't need that scene and dollar dollar bills um and i really like this movie Right, and I think it 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 come. What's the word I'm looking for? It basically um, validates the feeling I've always had about movies like this. Because we come on this podcast, and um, I tend to hear from you guys the concept of if I don't want to watch this movie again, it's not a good movie. Right, <laughs> right. Like no matter how much we talk around the word appreciation or or um, all of these other good things we can attribute to a movie, if we leave the movie and we don't immediately say, "I want to watch this again," whether it's a week from now, a day from now, a month from now, a year from now, I know this movie is not quote unquote good. Right, and I inherently disagree with that sentiment. Right, um, like I. I know this is a movie that I 
I got a lot out of and I enjoyed watching this movie and going through going through this emotional story of Shentou, right? And I also know I probably will never watch this movie again, but I still think it is really good, right? <laughs> so now, Damon, know that you have a lot more to go with rather than being like, I agree with Douglas. <laughs> I am over here just dying oh at the facial God. expressions that Damon oh is making God. while he's listening to Andrew. Oh <laughs> By the way, Andrew, I want to let you know that you and I are in agreement on that point in terms of I don't necessarily mm-hmm. maybe I did in the past but at least today right I don't necessarily think that oh because I don't want to watch a movie again it's bad um, I'm not asking Andrew this question Douglas give me an example there have been movies where I've said this already um, well off the top of my head especially lately Damien mm-hmm. um, for what I've been looking for I'm looking for movies that I want to watch on a daily basis. But there have been like difficult movies, like um, Lars von Trier-esque movies, where I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, yo, I don't ever want to watch this again. But that was fucking amazing. I mean, you say Lars von Trier-esque, but you've watched <laughs> all of his movies more than once. Actually, that's not true. I still have only watched um, the Slave movie. Which one is that? Mandalay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, not Lars von Trier-esque. I mean, <laughs> Lars von Trier-esque movies is not an example. <laughs> I need one solid example from you, Douglas. Give me till the end of the podcast. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie is better <laughs> than the rest of his movies. <laughs> I will give you all that. There is a story that can be followed. I'll, I'll, I'll give you both those points. There's a narrative. I can tell you what happened. And um, the characters are fairly well acted. Except for the son. He's terrible. But maybe he's supposed to be terrible. I don't know. I don't we give- already made a rule on this podcast. We can't judge children <laughs> actors. Right. I don't give a shit. Um, here is the problem. <laughs> This movie at two hours. Have you found a movie, Douglas? Oh, okay. <laughs> this movie at two hours is a firm testament to why me and Andrew are moving in opposite directions. <laughs> this is this is a bellwether for whether you should pay for the criterion um, online. (laughs) If you can sit through two hours of a Chinese soap opera, two hours of a movie where if it was on a lifetime, Andrew would have, without thought, hand-waved away this terrible movie. (laughs) This is like, where is this? Is this a lifetime movie? No, thank you. If this movie were had a giant N and a black screen in front of it, Andrew would have gone, I should have known better than to watch movies at Netflix. These always end poorly. <laughs> but the bar was adjusted so incredibly low that he's just like, what? I didn't immediately fall asleep and find myself wondering 
what on earth would I have rather be doing than watch this movie? And just like, that's a thumbs up in my book. <laughs> Which I didn't know that was the new metric, how we judge movies. Uh, listen, if that is how we judge movies going forward. It's 2021, right? Yeah. We've, had, we've had a few hard years. Then that's fine. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you how to judge movies. If not wanting to immediately punch the screen 30 minutes in means a movie is good, then I have a lot of readjusting of movie rankings. <laughs> because I've seen some truly fantastic movies. It hasn't been a sea of garbage. There have been some good movies that have come out in the last couple of year, years. Who knows? Uh, here is the thing, Andrew, and I don't know if Douglas was like, he kind of agrees. I don't think it's specifically about this movie. I think he was talking specifically about the rating system, but he still failed to come up with one example. But here's the thing about this terrible, terrible movie. I have already come up with one example. I'm looking for multiples. Okay. I really like the novitiate, but I do not need to watch that movie. Okay. I think that's the exception that proves the rule. I think that's how that goes. <laughs> but sure. Uh, Andrew, this movie is bad. You know it's bad, deep down. <laughs> because you don't want to watch this ever again. It's not because it's challenging. It's not because it's overly long. It's not be like your reason to not want to watch this again is because it was not entertaining. Is the reason you don't want to watch this again. And if something that is meant to entertain doesn't do that, is it entertaining? I know we've had this conversation specifically about comedies before, and you guys tried to convince me that a comedy without laughs or jokes can still be good, and I vehemently disagree. And we've agreed to disagree on that point. But hey, the reason you don't watch any of this guy's movies is because it's terrible. They're not... They're not Here's here's an even better way for to know if this movie is good. Would you, if you didn't have to watch this movie, hand this movie to anybody to watch? I didn't need you to finish the question. The answer is no. No, no, but the answer then, is no. But then I don't like I, I did not say I like this movie. So I'm not no, not you. I'm speaking to Andrew now. Obviously not Would you, Douglas. Give this you know movie, I give this movie to anyone to watch. Yeah. yeah. To anyone, I'm sure I could find a few people who I would give it to. But would I give it to, like, just the mass populi? Absolutely not. Right. For the same reason, I wouldn't give the mass population raw, right? No, like, that movie is fantastic, right? Yeah, I'm saying to you... Or R100. I'm saying to you, Andrew, <laughs> where on the list of... If you saw a friend, not me, not Douglas, and you... Wanted to say, Dion, hey, here's I'd a movie. You, huh? The one thing I'd say to you is remember where Andrew lives. I know, Douglas. And who he lives with. Andrew. Right? Here, Andrew, sorry. Andrew lives in a world Douglas. where they watch future movies. Douglas, I understand all of that. Crazy people like sit but the and quest, watch Kura The question is the same. You know, like, the question is the same. This movie, two days from today, will have vacated Andrew's brain space. 
The only time Andrew will remember this movie is when he sees it on a list somewhere and he's like, I did watch that. And that is all he'll be able to tell us about this movie he likes. The Novitiant, you can actually tell me some things about that movie. I am going to put in Google Keep one month from today to ask Andrew the name of this movie. <laughs> Not right, what happened the in the movie. I'll take the challenge. Just the name of this movie. I mean, I what's the last the of the John Carjai movies that we watch? And he won't even come close. <laughs> Right, because John Kajai, the, yeah. this director and one car wife just have a baby. Yeah, say I love them. I refuse to learn his name because I'm never going to watch any more of his movies. I'm going to waste my time learning terrible directors' names. That's not a thing that I do. Andrew, your appreciation for this movie is noted. I don't know what you look for in movies. I've never known what you look for in movies. And I accept that as a as an academic piece, as a look into what Chinese cinema can look like from someone, I get that you appreciate that. But appreciation and goodness it is two different words. <laughs> you have said though that you like this movie, which is a lie. <laughs> You're conflating the two. And I understand you're bored. You haven't been outside for a year. I think think what we need to understand is like the definition of that sentence. Mm -hmm. I like this movie. Like Damien, I feel inherently you always take that to mean literally, as I've defined it earlier, I will watch this movie 20 times on Sunday if you ask me to. At least once more. Right? Um, Mm -hmm. I think maybe if I want to make myself a a bit more clear. Right. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. I liked my experience with this movie. Is this movie good? Right. Is my this question is, to you. Th- this is this is this this is the thing. If I'm going by your definition, absolutely not. It's all terrible. Right, all right, cool. Right? I mean that, it's that, not terrible, but it's not good. <laughs> right? play, no, it's terrible because I won't watch it again. No, right? no, 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 no. Ma- listen. To play devil's advocate yeah. here, Damien. Yes. Answer me this. Okay. Is the fast and the foolishness good? No, they're bad movies, but okay, they're entertaining. Them, yeah. yeah, no, ah. you're right. But they were made to be bad movies. No one, it's called The Fast and The Furious. No, at no point did anyone think they were making a good movie. The question is, is it enjoyable? And those movies clearly are enjoyable. This movie is giving you a window into this lady's life and boy what a terrible boring uninteresting uneventful life i didn't appreciate any of this using andrew's terms the appreciation for seeing this there there's it's not there for me but i understand that andrew values certain things about movies that i simply don't value where i fa- where the thing i'm trying to get andrew to stop saying is that he likes things that he does not act the word like is a specific word that has specific meaning appreciate and like are two different words him appreciating movies is fine but if you like something there's something there that you find like able and nothing in this movie (laughs) yes 
the, character, the character of Shento and the emotional experience of watching this movie through the eyes of Shento. Right, one month from now, I hope you remember to tell me that. <laughs> when I ask you this question a month from now, I I'd like to say the 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 emotional depth of Shento is almost as amazing as the look I just saw in Pepe Reina's eyes as a as a fourth as the as Juice <laughs> Merton goes went in. Yeah. Well, just like, I don't know what to do at this point. <laughs> that's just not, to bring that's it back to, to something Damien will understand. Yeah. Listen, uh, Andrew, I'm not as evolved as you are, obviously. I don't I like in binary. <laughs> something is either good or it is not good. Now, there's variants of good and there's variants of not good. But I can usually delineate good from not good. It's a thing that I have prided myself with. Somehow, on your spectrum, things go from great to okay. And then there's nothing after that. It's just a sea of words. Like I'm kind Do of imagining right now, I'm imagining right now your spectrum like having a straight line. Yeah. And being very clear. And then my spectrum is yeah. like not even a circle. It's like whatever yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. 16 sided yeah, um World of Warcraft dies that people so, use. Right. Towards the top of your thing, there's like a line. And then below that is just squiggies. <laughs> you know, you know, like in that movie, The Good Place, where they talk yeah. about the time knife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. You're right. Your <laughs> your grading system is basically the time knife. <laughs> because every time I'll take that. I'll take that. Every time I think I have some kind of grasp on what I think Andrew will feel about a movie. Andrew comes on here and he's just like, yo, dog, I've come up with a new rule. I've come up with a brand new criteria to not say something is trash. (laughs) Like, if I don't, I genuinely find it confounding to sit here and listen to you explain why something isn't good, but Definitely isn't not not good. <laughs> I was like, what is what is he doing? And this is why we show up every other week. Yes. <laughs> this this is, that is why when the when every like 18 months when the stars align and Andrew's just like, I like this movie for this, and I'm like, finally, <laughs> finally. Finally, we have one. It when, will, yeah. when will the next Mad Max movie come out? Yeah, when yeah, will we next Mad Max? From time to time, even with the Mad Max, you were like, the world building. I was just like, what is Andrew talking about? What world are they building? He's like, someone 14 hours into the movie said bullet town. That means there's this whole world. where I'm just like, what are you? That's just a thing someone said because it sounded cool. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> Why must he Uh-oh. ruin perfectly good movies? <laughs> you mean make them better? Thank you. Thank you. Is that what you did? <laughs> I don't know. Douglas was like tapped out on this. He's just like, no, I'm not getting in the middle of this argument anymore. Not at all. Ever since Prometheus, I lost the thread with you. Like, I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't do this with Andrew anymore. I, can't, I don't know what 
I don't know what is taking place. And then you quadruple down with Phantom Thread. I was just like, oh. I cannot. I do still believe that yeah, I man. need to rewatch that movie. And you because should. Because there is something that I have missed. Yes. Because like, the something theory, is the name the of the primary actor. Is the theme. About it. Exactly. So you have the actors. Mm-hmm. And you also have a movie about a woman that mm-hmm. just consistently poisons her husband. Yes. Because she wants to, so that they, and they both enjoy it. Douglas. How is that not a good movie? That has to be yeah. a good movie. Yeah, it has that to. That has to be a good movie. It has to be a Korean movie, and it has I mean, to be better. Yeah, yeah. But it is neither of those. That things. must have been executive produced by Park Chan Wook and directed yeah. by Lars von Trier. Yes, yeah. it must be. And Douglas, if you pitched, if you pitched the Phantom <laughs> Third to me, I would go watch it again. If you didn't tell me what the name of the movie was, you're like, alright, yeah. damn it, there's this yeah. movie. <laughs> these are the actors this is what happens i'd be like all right i don't i'm not doing anything tonight i'm going to go watch this movie actually i should probably watch that well if it wasn't for the fact that i have mortal Kombat to watch tonight i'd probably oh. try to watch that movie oh not oh, parasite thank you you don't have parasite to watch tonight though what, but what's you, that you do have mortal Kombat to watch what's that? I, I don't first, know first, first, about. first of all first of all let's get it straight right the name of the movie is mortal Kombat. <laughs> And this is how we end our Jankajia marathon. Yeah. Uh, no, we need to have a wrap up. He's trash. And no, we've no we can't move. Alright, Damien. Yes. Damien, based on our conversation, does that mean that if you were forced to rank these, like first of all, yeah. are you saying they're all trash? Done. But if you are forced to rank these, is mm. Mountains made a part your number one? One hundred percent. Okay. Like by far, that one I can't follow. <laughs> it told a there, story. Do you? Can you rate? Not necessarily rate. Can you uh, differentiate? Mm-hmm. Can you actually rank the rest of them? The so the the one where they were rebuilding um, China as they did it. Um, I think right. That's the one where the lady um, spent the time to tell him to go jump off a cliff. Was that the one? Yeah, man. That it was the three. That was the three storylines. Oh, yeah, yeah, one, you're right? That was right. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. see, even Douglas, even Douglas is just like, yeah, man. I'm a out. lot of them kind of um, blurry. They're blurred lines. They're, they're very much similar. That one is talking be- about still life. Yeah, that one is behind this one. So Mountains Made a Part is clearly the one that I can follow. Um, still life is just beneath that, and then everything else is just a sea of. Like it is, like you can't even bother. You're like my brain doesn't allow it. The the one that we watched last week with the um theater troupe and whatnot. No, oh. that one was that one was like a month ago. Oh, last right. last one was unknown pleasures with the children. Oh Jesus! No, um, unknown pleasures is the one with the troupe because unknown pleasures yeah. was the name of the song that she was dancing to. Yeah. Oh right. No, I'm thinking when he said the troupe, I thought about platform. Platform. Which one is platform? Which is the one I didn't finish, the three hour movie. Yeah, where... right. So yeah, Andrew's right. Platform is the that's I guess no, 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 just has right. a true but... song. Right. So no man. So there's platform has the one with uh, there's there's another one with Douglas, there's another one with a true. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> this this unknown pleasures is the one Douglas didn't finish. Yes. Unknown yeah, pleasures. Actually, 
um, made me chuckle because at the end of the movie, some stuff actually happened. <laughs> the one before platform, that one is far and away the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that one has to be the one that I liked watching. The li- it's probably the longest one as well, so that definitely didn't help. But yeah, where does Shaw? Where does Shaw? I don't even remember. You? I don't even know what movie you're talking about. Uh, the one about the, the one about the the thief, the pickpocket. Again, you can you you right now you could make up anything, and I just got right. So <laughs> I'm gonna go mountains made the part number one, mm-hmm. Shaw number two. Unknown Pleasures number three, Still Life Last, and Platform does not compete because I didn't finish it. Sorry, Platform is can not you say them. that again? Um, Wu, sorry, um, Mountains Made Part 1, mm-hmm. Wu Pickpocket number two, Unknown Pleasures three, Still Life four, mm-hmm. and Platform doesn't compete because I didn't finish it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... I, st- I, I get the ability to, s- to slot in a touch of sin somewhere when I rewatch it. Yeah, man. You should do that. Yeah. Should be a tremendous move. Mm-hmm. And Douglas is just like, I don't know what these movies are. It's, it's sad that I'm looking at them now. I actually search for platform, and yeah. it's, it looks like platform is the one I thought Unknown Pleasures was. Right. I'm so confused right yeah. now. Yeah. But what I will say, and I've, I've said it earlier already, right? For me, Number one is Jawu. Mm-hmm. Number two is, I guess, Still Life, the one with the three stories. This is number three. Everything else is garbage. <laughs> yes. Maybe I just don't like troops, seeing as clearly troops are in both of the other ones. <laughs> so does that mean between me and you, Damien, that we've gotten Mountains Made a part as the winner of the podcast? Uh, sh- sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Mountains Made Apart, the actual masterpiece of Jean Gagea, decided by Tump. <laughs> so moving along into what we've been watching, um, I'm going to kick this off. I've got a short, I've got a, not a short list, but not a long list. Um, stuff I'm going to like power through for the most part. And I'm going to do this as I like to do in the order of lack of interest to most interest mm-hmm. um, as I go through this list. Um, I'll start off with the least interesting one, which is one that I told Damien last time. He couldn't stop me. So yes. I've now watched it. <laughs> okay. I watched Concrete Cowboy uh-huh. <laughs> with one Mr. Idris oh. Elbow. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I'm disappointed that they didn't take the opportunity to get Lil Nas X in this movie. Yeah. Um, Fulton Road would have made this movie like four or five times. <laughs> Not anywhere um, close to good, but better. <laughs> I mean, they got Method Man on one side, but no Lil Nas X. I don't know what's wrong with them. Um, a lack of foresight. <laughs> the movie's not great. It's the movie's bad. not good. It's, it's kind of just like... What it is, is it's not necessarily like bad, bad. It's mm-hmm. not like it's not like a, a trash fire of things no, that will burn your eyes into, yeah. into oblivion. It is just so... It's, it's lifetime, is what it is. Mm-hmm. It feels like whatever the story is version, but lifetime, where they're very... It just feels so overhanded and so boring and not yes. interesting, yeah. right? Um, but it's not like burn your eyes through yeah. bad. Like it, you can watch it. You just shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's waste your time. Bad is what it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, eh. Idris Elba is in it. Their horses. Um, somebody, horses. somebody's can make a wire reference if they want. 
Whatever. Yeah, there's there's wire alums in there, but you don't do it. Don't, listen, <laughs> Andrew, stop saying things that might entice people to look at this. Don't. <laughs> don't I'm just do happy this. that um, you've both uh, justified me never watching this movie. Because I saw the trailer and said, uh-uh. and then Damien came on and said, I watched this movie. And I thought to myself, oh no. Where this part is this movie played last year at TIFF and I wanted to watch it during the during the online TIFF yeah. and I think part of that is because it was the online festival and a lot of studios and people were holding back movies where they're like I don't know if I want to put my movie on the internet <laughs> so they, they even even if we were talking about not great movies being in the festival they probably had a lot short smaller pool to play with um, so they got like even not as good movies like this in there but. I was like, I want to watch it. It's Idris Elba on a horse. Why not? Exactly. Um, <laughs> and Black I was proven wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, moving down the line to to go from Damien to Douglas. Down the line. Um, I watched Bill and Ted three finally. <laughs> it went on Netflix, so I watched Bill and Ted three. Um, yeah, the movie ain't great. Yep. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, I do like the young ladies who play. That's the only thing I like about who play who play <laughs> Lady Bill and Ted. Right. Yep. right? <laughs> the hot fifteen minutes of them is fantastic. Um, I kind of like the 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 brunette is fantastic. I can't remember if she's Bill or Ted. She is. Oh my God! Now you're making me remember. Yeah, man. <laughs> No, she's te- she's Ted. Don't don't do this. We don't. She's yeah. Ted because she is because she is um she is um Keanu Reeves' son. Uh-huh. I mean daughter. Yeah man. Yeah man. Um, and they name after the the yeah, the, the other yeah, man. one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah. Definitely. Um, Douglas definitely cared about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I just honestly mm-hmm. I wished that they had realized that they just needed this movie to be them. And I would uh, also, despite the horrible... Well, they probably are going to feel like they could do this because a lot of people did actually like this movie. But um, I would be 100%, 1,000% on board if they said, you know what, let's make a fourth one where it's just them, where it's they are Bill and Ted. And maybe Keanu Reeves comes in for like five seconds, you know? But they are the adventure. They show that, him in I prison think, and that's yeah, it. Exactly. Um, I think that would be an awesome But I, But I think we need to have a more important point made about this movie, okay. which is something that I feel people don't recognize, which is that all of these movies are not good. And I don't mean I don't mean in the vein in which we say these movies aren't good movies, but they're circular good movies where we enjoy right. these movies are not good movies. I I would um, dispute you on the first one. The second one, I'm there with you. The first one actually is it's dumb fun. I like it a lot. I actually I actually prefer the second one if and only because I like the death. I like death. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, like the one thing I'd say from this movie, like we talk about the the daughters, Bill and Ted. I also really like um, Hank in this movie as the robot. Oh yeah. <laughs> right, he's pretty good. Right, Death is back, and Kristen Schaal is pretty good in her little bit. But this movie on a whole is just not good. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of these movies that feels like an SNL sketch where you know there are a couple of good laughs here and there, but you're you overall you just didn't really need to spend the runtime with it. Um moving along, I saw the movie I am your I'm your woman. Um 
the movie from last year about setting, I think it's the seventies, um, about a, a woman who is married to a criminal. Um, you assume mobster, but they don't make it quite clear as to what his version of crime is. Um, and she's presented with a baby, and then one day, um, someone comes. It's not her baby. The man, the, the wow. criminal man comes to her and like, she's been like, I wanted to get pregnant, but I couldn't get pregnant. And so she's sad. And then the man just shows up one day with a baby and says, this is now your baby. So I know right? this movie because I've watched the trailer and I assumed <laughs> one, he was a thief and two, she, that was her child. Like, wow. <laughs> nope. Um, he's just like, this is now your baby. Give it a name. <laughs> um, uh, and so and so one day a man shows up a man shows up and says yo your man your man done bad and we need to get out of this place now and she goes on the run trying to get away from the people looking for her her criminal man um and it's actually a pretty good movie like it's it's one of these movies that is that's like a, a a gritty crime movie but at the same time you have like this lady with the baby like to the point where there's a scene where like people catch up to her and there's like they're like pointing guns at her and like tell me where the man is and the baby's like crying in her arms and they're like just let the baby shut up and then she's like can i stand up and then you see her like do like a thing that all parents or people with children do which is like she now starts doing this ridiculous thing to like calm down the baby like she she does this like up and down motion mm-hmm. ch- at, while the, while these these criminals are like staring at her with guns being like what is going on and like it has fun moments it has like serious moments like the acting is pretty good i love the the guy who plays um the guy the, the character name is cal i don't know his real name um, who like helps her escape and like moves her from place to place. Um, there is uh, in the middle where she lives in this house and her neighbor um, is an old lady who at times seems just a little too interested in her. So like it kind of puts doubt in you as to whether she's like a bad person or not. Um, and it's, it's, a very, it's a very subversive movie in a lot of ways. And it's, it's actually a really fun movie. Like I really like this movie. Um, and I feel pe- if people haven't seen this movie, you should try and find this movie. It's on Prime, right? It's an Amazon movie. You should watch it. Um, so, yeah. Um, the next one on this list, which everyone should have heard of, I'm sure if you've not seen this, you're going to try and watch this. Um, I watched Nobody, the Bob Oden, Kirk, John Wick movie. Nobody. Um, and this movie is okay. It's like... The action scenes are there, but it's it feels more like a movie that benefits off of Bob Odenkirk being Better Call Saul kind of Bob Odenkirk, where he is he's a fish. Well, he's not necessarily a fish out of water in his movie because he's he's actually an assassin man, but he's he's an assassin man who gets punched in the face, right? So, so he's like, <laughs> Douglas, you're muted. <laughs> he's he's an assassin man who who like he he gets hit and he he doesn't always he's not he's not john wick level of good assassin man who is Mm -hmm. who is like he murders 50 people before he gets a scratch right right? (laughs) um and so it's more like you get more into the fun of like seeing him get hit and then eventually like it gets to the ridiculous action the action in it feels more like a 90s action movie um, and it's it's good. Like I think one of the things I loved more about it is um, the guy who plays his father in this movie, who isn't in any of like the ads or anything. 
um, is Christopher Lloyd, and he's pretty great in this movie. So exactly how many gigawatts was his performance at? <laughs> um, <laughs> his performance got up there. Like, he definitely time-traveled in this movie. <laughs> um, and the RZA is in this movie as well, but he's in it the right amount of times. <laughs> um, he's not asked to act. This movie is its a fun time, right? It's definitely not the best John wick light movie we've seen. Um, but it's a fun time, and I enjoyed myself with it. Um, but now to get to the movies that, as I mentioned, then Damien will be like, how have you not seen these movies? And I finally caught up with these movies. Um, number one, I finally caught up with the OG Shaft, which I've never seen before. <laughs> Richard Roundtree as Shaft, including um, Mike's poppy note of Turtlenecks, right? In this movie, which I had to pause it yep. when I happened. And be like, is like that's happening? There. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, this movie is fantastic. I love, like, it's it's one of those movies where like, like my shaft that I know is the Sam Jackson shaft movie. Right. Like that's the only shaft movie and I'd seen. And it's bad. Yeah, your it's shaft bad. is the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the new new one where they put all of the people in it. I mean, who would do that? Because I, I think, think I know. Did I, think that. I know. Douglas, did you do that? All right, so I did not did watch that. the threesome movie. Oh. No. <laughs> um, but this movie is pretty great. Um, Richard Roundtree is amazing. I love how how much this is a detective movie. Like it's one of those like like seventies detective movies where they spend ninety minutes just running around and he gets punched in the face when he asks the wrong question, and then at the end there's like a really great scene where they all come together and. He gets things done like there's a whole sequence in like a hotel with like fire hoses and stuff that they they have like the tension to build it up for then the payoff of the next of really just a two minute action scene right you spend like 15 minutes building it up setting up every piece and then you have a two minute like of action happening and it's just fantastic and this movie is great um and i love it it's it's awesome i should watch the sequel there's a second one to this movie apparently it's on the criterion and i should watch it um, the next one I watched, which if Damien hasn't seen this movie, then I feel like I have, I feel like I've gotten lucky, right? But he should have seen this movie. This is a movie from 1966. It stars Lee Van Cleef. It is called The Big Gun Down. Yep. <laughs> um, I have and seen this movie. movie. This movie is so goddamn good. A little racist, but so goddamn uh, good. Not a little. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's not uh, short sell what this movie is. <laughs> this movie is real. <laughs> what are we? So what are we talking about here? Because I definitely differentiate right between mm-hmm. somebody in a movie being racist because that's what we're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. or well, not supposed to be doing, but you know what I mean. Or yeah. the movie itself actually being racist. No, right. So the movie is not trying to be racist. But we, like, the movie is of its time. But that time, unfortunately, is racist. <laughs> like, so so this movie is Western story, exactly. right? Um, you're in Texas town and um, someone has been murdered, right? And Lee Van Cleef is like a bounty hunter who is famous mm-hmm. for um, getting his man, right? Um, <laughs> like... 
oh, the opening of this movie with Lee Van Cleef hunting down the people where he basically takes out three bullets to, for the three people who have yep. showed up to him that he's tried to capture. He puts it on like a, on a, on a log and then says, and then puts in like three bullets in his gun and goes, can, can you guys get the bullet and load your gun fast enough for, mm-hmm. or will you just come with me? And let me take you in alive. And of course they don't, right? They right. They, they get murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's what a scene. Yes. But the thing about this movie that takes it into racism conversations is like all westerns that are in Texas, mm-hmm. um, the story then takes us to Mexico. Mexico. Right. right? Um, and the the person who Lee Van Cleef is hunting down, who has okay. been accused of this murdering, um, who is let me make this clear. Probably one of the best characters of a Western movie. Like, he is a fun character, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right? Um, is played by a man by the name of Thomas Millian. Thomas Millian, yeah. Right? Um, the whitest man in the world, right? I mean, his yeah. Wikipedia says yeah. he's a Cuban American actor, hey, hey, right? He's white. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> let me make there they put on the mexican like, oh, paint oh, right i know like, what we're talking he, about he is Ooh. he is all right if we they if he's not america white he's italian white <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then and then you know what made it, you know what made you know what made it weird though is that like i fell in love with the character so yeah, much because he's like, fun he's yeah. fun yeah. he's like this bandit man yeah. Who like his thing is like he's good at knives, it's right? Like so he like put away the gun and then like and love it and then hear about the Woody Allen documentary. <laughs> no, there is a big difference. <laughs> um, and then the worst part is I okay, then looked like up this director stuff. who mm-hmm. I'd never heard of, um, Sergio Sol- Solami Solima <laughs> Sergio <laughs> Sergio Solami. Yes! Speak, speaking of racism. <laughs> Sergio Solima is his name. No, 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 no. I want to make it very clear. Is Sergio Salami? Is it weird that, like, as we talk about this, the only thing I can think about right now is Brad Pitt saying Gorlami constantly? Oh my god! Um, Oh my god! But yeah, Sergio Solima, who ended up making another movie. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, called Run Man Run, with ha- with Thomas Millian replaying that character so, of so Cuchillo, he also did, He also did Face to Face, which is another movie that he did. Um, that Does it have should, oh, it has him in it. Yeah, that uh, but is should, he Cuchillo? No, but you should if you like this one, then the man makes a type of movie <laughs> and it is this type of movie but there's a part of me which is like i just want to see more cochillo so i'm like really fascinated to watch run man run you know how lee van cleef is the same in every movie yeah <laughs> you know every cowboy actor is the same person like they change their names but they're the same person because they don't act it is just them being them in these movies and then yeah <laughs> And by the way, I don't know if it's that I watched this on the Criterion channel um, or whatever, but I think this is the first spaghetti western I'm watching where it's actually in Italian subtitled. Oh, no, I've seen. So the one face-to-face is also in Italian, but with subtitles. Um, I'm used to to seeing them dubbed because that's how they're sold. Yeah, there are some that have dubs 
Um, but um, every now and again, you'll catch some which is just straight Italian. But I like, really, even I if really you watch jobs where they try and make it look like they're talking English, like yeah, those those are always oh, hilarious. Oh, <laughs> but that's because most of those, like, they they sold it that way. Like, mm-hmm. they they basically had the actors learn the words phonetically and then they mm-hmm. dub over it after, so they, yeah. that it wouldn't look that weird in their head. They're like, this will work out. Didn't, didn't Andrew force me to watch a documentary about that, or did I do that on my own? You probably did that probably on, your did your on your own. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, recently, I was re-watching um, A Fistful of Dollars and yeah. Renata came by and saw it and she's like, why do the actors look like they're not really seeing their lines? Uh, because it is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Uh, because she sees Clint Eastwood and she's like, I know he knows English. Yeah. But does he? <laughs> At the time, can we prove that? So yeah, the big, the big gun down is... Yeah an amazing movie and douglas you still have the criteria channel go watch it now it's um but you know a little bit of racism there i mean yeah (laughs) yeah they're westerns all of every single thing about westerns is racist also factually inaccurate so it's fun did cowboys exist not like this they didn't no, not a single one of them. <laughs> All lies, it turns out. But I still love the movies. I'm, I'm still waiting for the day where I find a old timey western mm-hmm. that Damon hasn't watched. Uh, you're going to you're going to have to look hard. <laughs> Probably not watch Young Bloods. Young Bloods too. You have to like. There's a point where I used to watch the Western Channel, and those westerns are bad. Like, they, they weren't even bringing the good ones. And I used to watch those. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Yeah, The Big Gundam is fun. I should get that movie and watch it again. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Can I buy this movie? Let's, I'm a, let's do our favorite thing to so do. So, Douglas, why don't, we, why don't we check in with you while <laughs> Damien mutes himself? All right. Well, um... So I have actually not been particularly productive on a movie-watching basis. Uh, well, that's not true. I have watched movies, but I'm not going to talk about the movies that I've watched because <laughs> it is just uh, a number of Batmanses and James Bondses and just stuff that... Oh, so know, it's not just me? Yeah. Yo, you were, were giving me grief. I mean, I could talk a lot to you about a few things I've rewatched that I thought more about, but I was like, I, I just want to talk about the big gun down. But what I will <laughs> talk about is Paramount Plus and how it has access or it has given me access to all of Comedy Central's backlog of comedic things, things that make people laugh. Oh no, Douglas don't force me to get Paramount Plus, no. And so I have been slowly going through Comedy Central Presents yeah. which has is, is really half hour episodes of um, quasi half hour stand up uh, sets of various people and it's interesting like I'm sure some of them were big at the time but it, I, I find it interesting as I go through who is on this show and what they've become since right um, and I am not too far in. I think I've watched the first four, maybe five episodes, but it's something that I'm just going to keep going and keep doing, which is, which is, um, hilarious. 
but I do want to just highlight that I watched, and this is something that has changed my view because I've never liked Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes is, however, the first episode of Comedy Central Presents. And I am here to tell you this. That woman's set was funny as hell. It was great. Um, and I now kind of want to try and watch more Wanda Sykes. <laughs> um, uh, also notable so far on Comedy Central is there's a Louis Black um, uh, there's a Louis Black set. Yeah. And there's also a Mark Maron set. Now, I know Andrew loves Mark Maron. And in a way, I do too. I appreciate what he's become in terms of his podcast. I have listened to his podcast for quite some time. Not so much recently, but it's interesting. His stand-up, however, not my cup of tea. Um, and he has he has opened. I'm I'm not gonna lie. He has opened down stand up stand ups. I've seen. I've actually seen him live. Oh, really? And okay. Yeah, I saw him. I saw him a couple years ago. Um, well, obviously not last year because <laughs> last year wasn't a real year. Um, I think it was. He did the the show that was like his last Netflix special um, before it went up on Netflix. Um, and like I like him and i liked most of the show but definitely he has ups and downs right yeah yeah, yeah. and he he's probably i'm sure damon will tell me and i'll probably agree he's probably in the latter of his years <laughs> of being the top tier if he ever was top tier i don't know uh mark Maron was funny let's say 2002 to 2006 <laughs> in that window it was yeah. like peak and after that it's been it's been rough it's been real. And I have a feeling that, you know, because of the type of person that he seems to be, um, consistency in stand-up is probably not his thing. Mm. But yeah, that set in particular I didn't like. I actually didn't even finish it. I stopped and moved on to the next one. Um, but yeah, I am really enjoying myself with Paramount Plus. And, um, Comedy Central, Plus. man, you've got some shows for me. I'm going to keep rolling. But honestly... So that is the only thing that I, I'll talk about this 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 week because everything else is just rewatches of things that we all know I already love. Yeah. Mentioning so. rewatches, I just want to say for two seconds, I rewatched Venom, mm -hmm. and that movie is growing on me a little bit. Like it's it's still not a good movie, but Tom Hardy tries really hard in it tom hardy always plays hard like there is never a question about tom hardy playing hard oh, but i don't know i mean i know that there's a second one coming out i know that i will watch it because i'm a crazy person but boy andrew you're gonna have to try very hard to, to look i was folding laundry and i just turned <laughs> it on <laughs> Fair and then i really got into it yeah <laughs> um that's it, Douglas? Nothing? Nothing else. Nothing Absolutely else. nothing else. Um, um, unless we want to talk about sports. We're, we're talking about I mean, Dortmund winning I mean, two love against I, how, do you feel, how do you feel about that Captain America 4 suit? Um, okay. All right. We can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do this. So, that's how people so are so, so I watched Falcon America this week. Yeah. And um, that suit slapped me in the face when I saw it. it. So much so. So much so that I usually don't do this. But I literally paused the episode while I was watching it, 
picked up my phone and sent a message asking why to Andrew mm-hmm. <laughs> in the group. Um, that, y- you know, what that suit reminds me of. And Andrew had to respond and show us that that's like what it actually is in the comics. And that's mm-hmm. fine. You can right. get something wrong in the past and fix it in the future. But apparently they didn't want to take that approach. No. Um, Andrew would be upset. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but what that reminds me of in particular, Damien, you mm-hmm. and I watch a show. Andrew doesn't watch it because he's crazy. Yeah, he's a, a bad person. The Boys. Yes. Um, and no, you do not watch it, Andrew, because you don't love it the way we do. Um, <laughs> but, but we watch a show called The Boys. I apologize. Is... I will now rescind all boys' comments. <laughs> and there is a fellow in The Boys called A-Train. Yes. This suit is on a level with a train suit. Yeah. It actually looks kind of similar, but it also is equally as ridiculous. And I feel like that show, there is a reason for that. It yeah. is ridiculous for a reason. Mm-hmm. This show is asking me to take this serious, right? And I said this to Andrew. I know that what is happening to me is that I'm having an initial reaction. And after a little while, it will just become a part of the scenery and I won't really mm-hmm. care. But oh boy, was that reaction like strong? No, he'll be wearing it the whole time in Captain America Four. Exactly. So, 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 Douglas, let me make this clear to you. Uh-huh. I don't disagree with you, oh, right? Okay. And it's not, and it's not inherently that I think that suit, especially like pointing to the comic books, is a bad suit. Mm-hmm. What I do think, and I don't know how you feel about this, it just looked weird in the show. Yeah. Especially, especially like there was there was a look to it that almost looked like like shoulder padding of that suit, where it looked almost like 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 I know Marvel does this, where like they try to like either especially because they do especially I remember this when Black Panther showed up for the first time in Civil War, and they were talking a lot about like how the suit works, where like it'll be a little bit bigger and then they'll digitally shrink it to like make it look right, like in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it looks almost like they didn't do the digital shrinking, so like there's this padding to the suits that just looks awkward. COVID messed right? up their budget. Yeah. <laughs> beyond uh, beyond the whole like design of it being like the color scheme it is and like what it looks like, but it just looked it looked a little weird in the show. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm actually going to be very fascinated when because they made the announcement. I saw the news where Captain America Four has been announced and Bucky oh, okay. and Bucky and and um, Sam are going to be back. Um, for that movie so i'm i'm going to be interested even though i'm not saying i don't i don't well we don't know this i don't know um i'm not saying that they've like skimped on the budget for the tv shits and the movies are actually like where the production is at but i'm going to be fascinated to see what tweaks they make to it for the movie yeah um but, but you can it- see that they're spending money on these shows though like they there's definitely good yeah, cg in, this, in both shows both yeah. this and wonder and I'm sure it's going to continue. And I mean, also on that front, I did also find the WandaVision when, when she got into like the, the final costume in WandaVision. Like I mm-hmm. did think that looked a little funky. Um, not as much as this one, because like it like I feel like that still had the whole like dark tone modern design thing where like it was like the blood red thing and everything was, you know, fitting, whatever. Um, like this is a whole different kind of design. And I, I was thinking about it as you were talking about it in the group where I'm like, I feel like most of the Marvel costumes that we've seen, most of them kind of feel like this darker tone design to them. Like I think the, the only one that stood out to me 
as being, even though it still kind of had this dark tone to it and fitting, but stood out as being like a strange costume at the time was Doctor Strange. Like when you see that first picture of Doctor Strange with the cape and everything, right? Like he stands out as like a weird comic book costume as opposed to say, for example, um, Black Widow, who's just really in a, it's a wetsuit, right? Or, or stuff like that, right? But, but hopefully they like get the design to fit better, work better, to still kind of have whatever look they want from the comic book. I mean, the Captain America suit got better and better as the movies progressed. The, the yeah. first suits um, weren't looking that great, but the... I mean, they did the design work and stuff to yeah, make exactly. it look... Yeah, exactly. And especially yeah. because they then allowed him to not necessarily wear that helmet all the time. Like, right. then just became... He's right, there was no feathers right. at the back and yeah. any of those things. They made... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they did one, some stuff. One thing I do want to, to just mention, unless you guys have, you know, um, a position on it. Um, since we're talking about the show anyway, is I keep waiting for Cobra Commander to show up in this show because they've obviously cast Julia Louis-Dreyfus as the Baroness. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm waiting for the, the two universes to now co collide, but it just still hasn't happened yet. I'm so what I've heard on relation to that, <laughs> what I've heard on relation to that is that I think she's supposed to be in the Black Widow movie and that should have come out before this. So we would have had more context as to who her character really is. Yeah, yeah. So whenever that, when that movie shows up in, when is it? Is it May that we're going to yeah. get to see yeah. it on yeah. Disney right. Plus? Like, I, I think she's supposed to be in that. We'd but yeah, like, I'm oh, sure yeah, she... <laughs> oh, I'm sure she's no? supposed to be like the new Hydra person. Oh yeah, I figured that. Well, that's what I thought, but then she's making him into some agent, so maybe she actually is some quasi good guy or whatever. But yeah, well, I don't, I don't mean Hydra either. specifically. I really don't know enough about that character to tell you what oh, it yeah. is. Um, Andrew, but... your job is to keep abreast <laughs> of useless information. No, my job is movies up my... we barely watch. My job is to give you anime recommendations, Fair. Fair right? But I can't I did... do both, right? This, this, this is my secondary. This is like if I have time, I can like okay. I can okay. like give you kind of like with the Falcon suit I showed you, right? right. Like yeah. if I have time and I I walk past it, I'll let you know. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but when she showed up at first in those purple sunglasses and things, mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry, as far as I, I'm concerned, you can put a picture of, of her entrance in there beside a picture of the cartoon, the Baroness uh, um, character from G.I. Joe, mm -hmm. and they are the same person. <laughs> I think her character is like a Baroness name um, in yeah, the show. Yeah, Contessa something. Yeah, Valerie mm -hmm. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the I'm I'm pretty sure like she's just like another agency kind of thing, like a freelance agency kind of thing where she's like I'm not necessarily maybe I'm not but I'm like chaotic neutral where she's just like fucking shit up. <laughs> hey. But whatever. Yep. Yep. Um man. on the whole I I mostly like the show. Oh yeah, cuz this is now exactly what I wanted from Marvel shows. It is bang bang pew pew fight. I'm good with that. Um Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. But speaking of which, speaking of this show, and um, apparently uh, Sam and Bucky having to work together in the future in other movies, um, how many fights are they going to have when Sam realizes that Bucky is having sex with his sister? 
he's gonna have to get over it. <laughs> I mean, can he fight? Can he really fight him? I mean, without I mean, us. He fought, he fought a super soldier this episode. I mean, yeah, but you had on his full suit. Him don't wear that at him yard. So when him go and see. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's going, to, he's going to be like, oh, hold on. One yeah. second. Yeah, don't worry. The suit yeah, come. Yeah, man. Come. No, stay right there. Don't move. Enough. Stay right there. <laughs> come back with a cutlass. <laughs> I think I think weirdly enough, like people on internet have fun with like all the ridiculousness in the show. I yeah. think my favorite is like when we got to this last episode and Bucky showed Bucky showed up with that cake, yeah, like with the yeah. glasses and the. Cake. I'm like, oh, this just looks amazing. <laughs> um, if you want to talk about someone who had great design in this show, it's Bucky. Yeah, yeah. Right from like the new arms to to like uh, just the cl- like. I want some of those jackets if I'm ever that guy who like buys jackets from shows like you those people who jacket. drive jackets. Do not be that right? guy. I don't know those people who bought drive jackets. Don't do that. <laughs> the window um, for you doing that is no slammed shut. <laughs> do not do this. Um, but yeah. Uh, speaking of Marvel nonsense, they put out the Kung Fu version of the Marvel. They put out that trailer. I haven't watched that trailer yet. Um, hey, have ahead. you seen have you seen Marvel movies before, Douglas? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The, except now, the guys doing the kung fu should be able to do it. It's not like all the other movies where, for some reason, Tony Stark is a martial artist. I knew, I knew that was going to pop up. You know, like I just yeah. assumed because I also I haven't even really looked at the thing, but I heard like what it's called, and yeah. in my head, I'm like. I bet you they don't make that mistake again. Yeah. I bet you they don't get themselves caught. They're just like, yeah. this needs to be race appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which, let's make it clear, is good they're doing that. <laughs> no, this is walk nonsense, I see. <laughs> how it dare is, you I, cast? It the... is, it, this is something I don't care about. Yeah, <laughs> how, listen, I have made my thoughts very clear for a very long time about where... Uh, movie movie nonsense ranks on my list of <laughs> shit we need to fix <laughs> and it is just above football nonsense is movie nonsense <laughs> so you're saying you would have taken the Super League before this yo dog I'd have taken the Super League before I don't care about movie representation it is not well, no, no, a no, real no. problem Movie representation is a whole nother conversation. It is not um, a real problem. You're just not caring that, you know, only only specific people I are allowed to fight don't in a specific way. That care. I don't care about. <laughs> I don't. I can't. <laughs> There's too many other things we need to fix before I have time for this. It's movies. If there are still people who are putting this much of themselves while looking at a TV, you're part of the problem. <laughs> I cannot help you. <laughs> we have real things to fix. I mean, not that we need to get into this argument, but this is like a, a, yeah. a, a let's call it an end result, even though it's not the end. The end result of that problem that you have a problem with. You know yeah. that, right? No, I understand. <laughs> but boy. Anyways, uh, I rewatched this is it i rewatched the second slash eighth star wars movie okay yeah the what the good one uh-huh. the, go- 
the gooder one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one with the dirt off your shoulder. That Can one. you please say the name <laughs> of it? For I, the sake for the sake of me writing the notes. I honestly Jar Jar Binks. It's the wait, the last Jedi is that one. Right, it's the last Jedi. Yes, the last right. thank you. <laughs> wait, sorry, what? Honestly. Oh, okay. It's good it's good that you actually right. said it because I thought you were talking about um the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you people would have made the number it make sense from the beginning, <laughs> this wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> um, episode 8 is, right, episode 8. I rewatched that mostly so that I could see the throne scene again because I remember it being spectacular, but I wasn't sure. And I rewatched it and it was less spectacular. Part of that is I did not watch it on a giant screen with all the sound and whatever. But that, I don't understand how that is the movie that people don't like. It doesn't make any sense to me because it's such a First of all, movie. Damien. First of all, Damien. Yes. Let's make it clear. The people you're saying who don't like this movie are the same people who wanted the Zack Snyder cut. Yeah, they're bad. Right? I, I accept right. that they're terrible people. <laughs> like... We have now discovered a subsect of the internet of fandom, which is just awful. Yeah. Right? Not so when we talk about We've these known people... about them for a while. <laughs> um, when we talk about these people, I want to make this clear. I, they are not people we want to oh, yeah, talk no. to. Yeah, right? I so understand. I just want to leave the sentence that that movie is good and not mention this. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> but it's so weird because where that movie left off, when I, like when that movie was over, I'm like, why is this not the thing that carried on? And I know why. I many people have told me why, but it's still so weird to watch that movie and go, boy, that last movie is truly awful. <laughs> I, it's, it was strange. Uh, but that movie. That it's not. Oh my god, I'm forgetting the. Where's the movie with the kung fu, the blind kung fu guy? What's that? What's the name of that one? The, the Star Wars movie. The Grandmaster. The Star Wars movie Rogue with one. The, Rogue one, right? Rogue one is still the best one, <laughs> by far, like by a zillion trillion miles. But I like. I, I'm coming. Out, I really, really do enjoy the second movie. Um, is it the best one? But it's, like, good. it's good. I like we, it. But is it the best Fire one? and away. Nothing is even close. Um, so yeah, uh, I rewatched that and it was weird. It was weird Why watching a Star Wars movie. these movies, by the way? I really should. Um, I, we spoke about, um, I think Andrew, I think Douglas called it Captain Fa- Wait, Falcon wait. America. Falcon America, right. Okay. I finished watching Falcon America. It's fine. Um, Amazon has the Invincible show. Um, the first five episodes were mediocre. They finally, fa- someone told them, hey, it's about time you <laughs> you give people a reason to continue watching this TV show. And they did. <laughs> um, this latest episode was very... It was so enjoyable. I watched it two times, which is that, as Andrew mentioned before, that is how I judge the goodness of things. 
my willingness to rewatch them. I rewatched it a second time. First on a small screen, and then once I realized the episode was good, I watched it on a proper screen. <laughs> um, so yeah, that one was um, fantastic. I've been going through You're the Worst. Um, anyone that hasn't watched that show should watch it. Whether you like it or not, you should just watch that show. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you're enjoying yourself. You should just watch that show. Welcome, welcome to the only movie podcast. You should watch Stephen Chido like it. Yeah, yeah, just watch that show. I don't care whether if you like it here. Um, I finally got around to watching Judas and the Black Preacher or whatever the hell the name of that movie is, because uh, it's about to win four hundred trillion Oscars. Um. Was that movie a bit oversold to me by Andrew and everybody? Yes. Does that mean that movie isn't good? No. <laughs> that movie is very good. But I think you guys may. May. Douglas, you... I know what happened to me, you know. And I know why yeah. I oversold it to you. Because it's an untouchable situation. Mm-hmm. A movie that had no chance of me liking it. Right. I fucking adored by the end of it. And so, therefore... It has, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. And I will yeah. always like uh, shout out above all of the mountains. So, and I know that that will cause yeah. so there's um, nothing... misalignment of expectations. So what you I, said I, is, I appreciate what you said is correct. There's nothing wrong with this movie. If this movie is good, it is not too long. Uh, the subject matter is very interesting. And it is supremely well acted. The thing though, is that when Andrew and Douglas come on here and they're like, yo, dog, here's this movie. I expect something above and beyond. This was just, this is good, but there's nothing for me that is taking this movie over, over the top. Will yeah. it win everything this here's, year? Here's what took it over the top. It's based on a true story. And it's good. No, All me right. and you don't have that in common. That is I can continue problem. to petition for based on a true story to never show up at the front of a movie yeah. ever is, again. That is a Douglas problem that don't have anything to do with me. When it says based on a true story, it doesn't change anything about me watching, liking the movie. You're a weird, you're a weird man. Yeah. Um, but like Daniel Kalula or Kalua or yeah. however the hell. Him pronouncing Daniel, coffee name. flavor drink. Right. Coffee flavor um, liqueur. <laughs> liqueur. Coffee By liqueur. The way, his name is Wakabi. Right. Um, the man from Zamunda. He <laughs> is tremendous. <laughs> um, it's like everything. Had, had you guys not come on here and told me that this movie was going to save my life. I think I would have come out of this movie feeling a lot better. <laughs> but the movie was... Oh, it's its a good movie. It's probably a great movie. I think the next time I watch it, now that I know what the movie is and definitely is not, I'll, I'll enjoy it more. But you guys um, may, may have... Me, just a little bit. I'm All right, so it. Douglas, next time we have to like pull short it down. Sell, a little yeah, bit. you have to short sell right? just a little bit. We have, to, we have to pretend there are a few bugs in the in the plot. When you send right? in the transfer, like the money, you have to 
stop it at about 90%. You can't give me 100. You know, but Damien, we can't do that because remember when you stop a money transfer halfway through, it goes right. back. Like oh, just, oh, oh, all oh. All the money right. disappears. Yeah, and we need a new system because <laughs> so dumb. Movies are stupid. I don't know if you guys... <laughs> There's a lot of... A lot of stupid movies. Yeah, yeah. You just and, lose the money. It, it just right. goes into space. <laughs> and then what Andrew, what Douglas is doing with Paramount Plus, where he's going through and looking up old stand-ups, I've been doing that with HBO Max. And I rewatched Dave Attell's stand-up, the one where he has my favorite joke of all time, Hitlosaurus. I enjoy that uh, quite, quite a lot. <laughs> um, and then there are some other people... Uh, there's a Tom Papa special that was real disappointed. I expected better, especially because it was one of the old specials. Um, and there were some others, but they weren't strong enough for me to um, come here and recommend to anybody. Uh, what I will say to Douglas specifically, I have gotten a new convert to Daniel Sloss. Uh, and she messaged me to say that to ask if she was a bad person because she didn't laugh at the child death jokes and I had to remind her that I do not have nice people as friends <laughs> but we do have <laughs> another convert uh, do- yes! Andrew have you seen this stand up special have you watched any of the Daniel Sloss stand up special the only thing I've seen from Daniel Sloss is that there was a clip going around on social media recently mm-hmm. from one of his specials, I think, where he discussed the fact that he knew a guy who raped his friend. Yeah, that's the HBO right? special. Yeah. That's literally the only thing I've ever seen of Daniel Sloss. Right. So that part didn't have a lot of jokes. You should like, watch no, literally no. everything else. Like, like I've been thinking about watching his specials. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's literally the only thing I've yeah. seen from him. I've heard his name mentioned not even just from you, from other people. Yeah. What Schlass yeah. does with his specials is he, he does it like what... I may have this name wrong, but in my head, Hannah Gatsby is her name. Hannah Gatsby uh, is her name, yes. Where <laughs> what, what, she, what she does and what he does is they're like, all right, here is jokes. Mm-hmm. And then... They stop and they have 15 minutes at the end of series. Of a TED Talk. You're right. They yeah. do a TED Talk at the end of their specials. Yeah. Oh, so I definitely shouldn't watch Hannah Gatsby because I remember at one point Douglas talked about her and I went and I tried to watch her latest special that came up on Netflix that Douglas mm-hmm. talked about yeah. or whatever. And I had to turn it off after 15 minutes. I was just like, this isn't funny. So if yeah, the wow. first half is like the non-serious okay. half, then I didn't enjoy it. I'm like, I, no, I'm, so I'm I done. do remember so, this last one not wasn't the strongest, the one before. But boy, Andrew, this you're, last you're one, Andrew, you're right. This last one wasn't the strongest. She has some that are better than this one. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a lot of sports and uh, sport. Yes, yeah, sports mostly. It's mostly been sports. Because everything is coming to an end. Every, everything is moving out of the way because uh, fingers and toes and everything crossed. Olympics might be coming. 
Absolutely not. I was surprised at how much football played during the week this week. Yeah. Like everybody had a league week this week, like from yeah. Wednesday to Thursday it's been, or Tuesday to Thursday. It's like, been what? a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been. Um, <laughs> of course, if you like sports. If can't wait for the Euros. During this during this <laughs> pandemic, if you don't watch sports, I do not know what you've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got to the stage. I'm sorry Netflix, for you. Netflix has Netflix stock price has dropped mm-hmm. because they lost subscribers because they're like, listen, everybody wants to watch stuff, but I literally can't film TV shows anymore because yes. of COVID. So yes. I can't give them what they want. <laughs> That's how bad this this COVID thing is. Um, they've canceled TV shows because they're just like, guys, I can't, I cannot we film can't. a show about women wrestling all over each other and not have them get sick. It's yeah. not possible. So we just had to cancel it. I continue to be, uh, more on that note, I continue to be surprised as to the shows that do get filmed mm-hmm. where like, they're like, we have all these protocols and I'm like, I mean, as much as I know I want to see, like, say, a Mission Impossible, or, like, I know they're now filming the, la- the last season of Insecure, and I know I want to watch it, but I'm like, if I was that guy on that crew, I don't know if I'd feel safe going you know, to do You know it would make you feel a lot better? Money. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, I think the thing that I found the most hilarious was at the beginning, well, not at the beginning, but when the pandemic kind of, let's say, ramped up. <laughs> um and people started taking it seriously especially television stuff i remember seeing a clip where people were talking about on soap operas that they were still filming right, the but... <laughs> yeah. the for the scenes in which people were kissing yeah they would cut close and then they'd be kissing like a doll right right instead of instead of the other person yeah. <laughs> and i found that hilarious which i think um, is funny because what if covid was on the doll no difference. <laughs> I hope they sanitized thoroughly. I mean, we can only hope. It's yeah, COVID this, sucks, guys. Yeah, this situation um, is it's, still it's real made, weird. It's made real life suck. Yes. It's made TV kind of suck. Yeah. As you said, Damien, the only thing that that has been a, a a silver lining is that there are more sports. But guess what? That is not safe either. And I pray that the yeah. um, the people who are playing the sports yeah. are able to survive because Every... there have been so many outbreaks in sporting teams around the world, around every sport, that it's it's a real problem. Yeah. We all should literally just be staying at home, closing our eyes, and hoping that we don't die for two right. weeks and then coming out of this. But we're not, and but, it's a problem. But money. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. transfers will go back if you don't get to 100%. <laughs> and so we have to keep doing this. We have to keep jeopardizing people's safety for money. Yep, this is why they, they wanted a Super League. Because mm-hmm. in order to make sure nobody gets COVID, we need a league where people need to travel across the world on a weekend. 
sanity was lost, so now I found insane. I'm thinking streets to jeeps, hours, days to weeks. I even speak to geeks. I hope my fortune is sweet. I'm discreet in the street, but that's just the way I play, though. I lay low, but over your head just like a halo. Hell's angel, these thoughts you cannot untangle. When I drop jewels, niggas, they wear it like a bangle. Check it out one time for your mind like that. If you've seen it or heard it, maybe probably I did it. Maybe or maybe not, I admit what I committed. Exhibit the truth because I'm living proof wise. I had no disguise, my verdict's no alibis. If you've seen it or heard it,